Thanks for joining us for Life Community Church. I have a question for you guys. I wonder, this is audience participation, I wonder who your childhood role model is. Who's your, who was your childhood role model? Just shout it out. Go ahead. Childhood role model. Bruce Lee. Oh, man. Karate chop action. Uh, that was, I don't know. Uh, that was bad. Uh, any others? Captain Kangaroo. I've heard of him. <laughs> uh, Roy Rogers. Awesome. Who else? Anybody? Mary Tyler Moore. Superman. These are great childhood role models. I want to share with you one of my childhood role models, and I would like to do that through the medium of song. So if you know the lyrics, you can sing along with me. You didn't know we were going to be doing karaoke this morning. If not, you can just laugh at the crazy guy up here. Sometimes I dream that he is me. Come on, everybody. You got to see that's how I dream to be. I dream I move. I dream I groove like who? Like Mike. If I could be like Mike. Oh, there we go. Oh, man. I was so nervous for that today. When you would get on his bike and go to the Freedom Gas Station in Normal, Illinois, I was getting some Gatorade, right? That's my drink. Like, if, if I want to be like Mike, I got to drink sugar-loaded Gatorade, you know? Um, so he was my role model. I wonder if you have a role model now. I think they change, right? It's no longer Captain Kangaroo, is it? Like, it changes. Maybe it's a, a parent or a public figure or someone who's successful in your field that you look up to. Perhaps maybe you've got a pastor as a role model. No, I'm just kidding. We all know that Liz is the better pastor. You should choose her as your role model. Um, these role models, past and present, they influence us, right? Michael Jordan had a huge influence on my life, but there were people that had much larger influences. And as I've gotten older, I've come to realize, especially as technologies come along, how much I'm influenced every day just by little things, a snippet here and a snippet there. I mean, I, I could be influenced by over 100 different things every day today just by opening up my phone. And so today we're going to look at God's wisdom regarding influence how we're influenced. What does God have to say about that? The Bible has a lot to say about wisdom, and that's why we're in this series called Maps for the Journey, where we're looking at divine wisdom for all these paths that we take in life. The Bible has a lot to say to guide us along these paths as we go through life. And God gives us very specific wisdom on how to navigate influence. And I'm glad he does, because today we're being influenced more than ever. So here's a word from Proverbs about influence. It'll be on the screen. You can also, if you've got a Bible with you, you can turn to Proverbs. It's right in the middle. Or if you've got a device, um, just type in Proverbs 13.20. That's, that's a verse right now. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. As Proverbs often does, we receive here an exhortation, an encouragement, um, kind of like, he's kind of like saying, this is good for you, you can do it. That's what an exhortation is. And it's followed by a warning if we do the opposite of that. 
So in this verse here, we can walk with the wise and we become what? Wise. You guys are great. Or we can hang out with the foolish and not only become fools ourselves, but it also says that we suffer harm. But do you ever wonder, like in today's world, where I have access to literally millions of people's opinions, how do we know who's wise? How do we know who's foolish? How can I walk with the wise if I'm not really sure who they are? And how can I avoid the foolish if I'm not sure who they are? Sometimes the answer is as clear as day, right? Like flat earthers, flat earth uh, people that believe that the earth is flat, like we know that's foolish, right? Or that the moon landing was faked, foolish. Or, you know, that the Packers are a good football team, so foolish. I just got Arlene's attention. Um, We know to avoid being influenced by ideas and people like those. But, no, I'm just kidding about the Packers, just officially. I, I love being influenced by, I, I love being influenced by Arlene. Sometimes, though, it's not so easy. It's not so easy to, uh, to figure that out. And we're influenced today by more people than ever, than any time in history. I mean, if you just think 100 years ago, how many, how many people were being influenced by other people? It's just the people you came in contact with every day. And now... It's everywhere. Influence is everywhere. Of course, we're influenced in obvious ways from friends, families, mentors. And those are usually the first people we go to when we need wisdom, when we need to be influenced. What do I do in this situation? I need your help. And assuming those people are wise, the Bible tells us that those are great people to go to. Proverbs 1.5 says, A wise man will hear and increase in learning. And a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. Proverbs 18 says, The mind of the prudent acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Proverbs 27, you guys have probably heard this, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And so we're influenced by all these people around us, people that we know, that we have relationship with. But we're also influenced in less obvious, perhaps more subversive ways. Um, Think about just your trip to Champaign. Like if you're driving from here to Champaign on your way home, you're going to see some billboards. You might have the, and you're going to be influenced by those, right? You you might have the radio on, um, and you're going to be influenced by people's opinions or wisdom, whether that's uh, uh, talk radio or the lyrics in a song or maybe a podcast that you listen to. We're going to be influenced by those things. And that is just scratching the surface. So I really want us to understand how much we are influenced every day, every week. So listen to these stats. The average American watches 70 minutes of news a day. 52% of Americans watch Netflix for 10 hours a week. The average person listens to eight podcasts per week. The average person spends 3.5 hours a day on social media. The average person checks their phone 150 times a day, and that's up from just 80 five years ago. So five years ago, people were checking their phones 80 times a day. Now it's 150, almost double. I think you'd agree with me that nearly every time we get on our phones, we subject ourselves to the influence of others. 
Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, news websites with endless articles, 24-hour news streaming channels, podcasts, not to mention all the ads that accompany those. And all these people that are behind all of this stuff, they want to influence us. That's how they get us to buy stuff, how to uh, think like them, how to create more people like them. It would be a mistake to think that we're not being influenced when, we're, when we receive that much content in a day and in a week. It'd be silly just to think that, oh, it doesn't affect me. It's going to seep in. I'd like to share the definition of influence with you. So influence, according to the Oxford Dix- Dictionary, is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone. I did a little thought experiment this week just for fun that I'm going to show you. And if you want, you can uh, visualize your own, visualize it in your own way. Uh, But for me, I want to show you my house of influencers. And I had this idea. I thought, what if, you know, I pulled out my phone and every time someone influenced me, even just the tiniest bit, I could pull them out of my phone and drop them in my living room or something, you know? So that's what I've done here. So that's my friend Adam. He went on vacation to Hawaii, and I was like, oh, maybe I should go to Hawaii. I saw his pictures on Facebook. That's the logo of the Disc Golf Network. I love disc golf. Just last week, I watched 12 hours of disc golf, and that's not even including all the podcasts and social media I watched. Uh, Then you got Lester Holt. You've got Ira Glass up there. He hosts a podcast that I like to listen to sometimes. There's a Fox News article I read, a CNN article I read. They said the opposite things. It was weird. Um, keep going, keep going, just put them all up there. Oh, that's Kevin Fisher over there. He's a pastor that I like to listen to in Miami. Uh, the book I read for this week that didn't really help me with my sermon, but it was a good book. It was cool. Netflix that I watched. Uh, Justin Timberlake, I saw that song. Oh, you see the Pink Floyd logo over there. I don't really like Pink Floyd, but my friend went to a concert of a parody band. I don't know, whatever that's called. And I was like, oh, I should listen to Pink Floyd. I never listened to them, so I listened to them. Uh, There's the ad for the phone that I saw on the internet that just happens to be in my pocket, and I went out and bought it. Um, (laughs) And yeah, there's some random people up there of the, uh, that I read their comments on internet, on the internet, and they influenced me a little bit. So maybe you have something like that. If you could pull out every single person, and that's just a few like if you really went into my phone and looked at the whole history, you'd pull out a hundred people this week at least, right? With a hundred different opinions each. So you can imagine that for yourself. And every time, you know, that we read these opinions, we allow these people into our homes. We allow them to influence us. Sometimes we're more guarded, right? And we're like, oh, I don't, definitely don't believe that. But it still sits with us a little bit. So we're being influenced in subtle ways. And before that, we saw how we're influenced in more parent ways by friends, family, the people who we hang out with, work with. Bottom line is we are deluged with information and influence on a daily basis. And that's why it is vital that our primary influence is coming from God. Jesus speaks directly to this main idea in Matthew 7. If you want to check it out with me, it's uh, Matthew 7, 24 through 27. And this is one of those stories that if you've been around the church for a little bit, you've heard a dozen times at least. But I want you to try and hear this for the first time, as though you've never heard Jesus speaking before. Don't tune out because you know it. And if this is your first time hearing it, 
Wow, this is a treat. I'm so glad you're here to hear this. This is great. So this is Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it's not going to collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it, it, who doesn't obey it, is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So Jesus is saying, you follow the wisdom of Jesus' word who cares for you and loves you. And it's like building your life on solid rock. It's not going to be shaken. And if you uh, do the opposite and you listen to the world's wisdom and you don't listen to Jesus' wisdom, um, you're going to find your house, your life is built on sand. It's not going to withstand the storms of life. Now, I'm one of the people that has heard this a ton of times, right? I, I grew up in church. I grew up in Sunday school. I still remember Mrs. Caldwell's it was, I don't know, maybe first grade Sunday, Sunday school class. She had a flannel graph. A flannel graph was this thing. I've got a picture of it for you. He'll put up. Um, it was a flannel graph. It was this thing where these little kind of Velcro-like people you could put up on a board and enact the scene. So each one of those little people up there is, uh, is a little Velcro-type thing. And see, someone just pasted that together. <laughs> it's like no one did that in, in Photoshop or anything. Um, so I saw that, you know, I've heard this story many times, but I was rocked by this past. At Life Community Church, we want you to when experience the powerful, Jesus's life-changing right love of God. To learn more, and go to lifemohammed.org. The two competing lenses of the world's wisdom versus God's wisdom. Two competing influences. The, the ever-shifting, sandy influence of the world versus the bedrock, solid wisdom of Jesus. It really impacted me in a fresh way. I may have a solid foundation with Jesus. Like, I may have built my house on the rock. I hope that's what I'm doing in life. But if I'm the average American, and I'm pretty average, and I'm spending 23 hours a week on social media, seven hours watching the news every week, 10 hours watching Netflix, you better believe that my foundation is weakening with all that other influence in my life. I'm going down to the beach, you know, where, where the sand is. I'm going down to the beach, and I'm playing there for 23 hours a week, you know, 50 hours a week on all those things added up. And I'm going to come home with sand in my pockets. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scoop some sand up. I'm bringing it back to my, to my house on solid rock, and I'm, I'm putting some of that sand in my foundation and weakening, weakening it. And it's only a matter of time before my house is no longer built on rock, but on sand, with all the sand I've brought back. And I crumble when the storms come. Let me clarify what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that podcasts are bad, or watching Netflix or the news, or being on social media is bad. Well, maybe being on it for 23 hours a week is a little bit much. You know, no one would say that's good for your soul. Um, but my question for us is this. How are we being influenced by Jesus? 
And when are we being influenced by him? When are we shoring up our foundations with his stones and his rocks for real good living? Are we out gathering rocks to, store, to shore up our foundation in a world that's constantly throwing sand at us? Or do we spend all of our time just down at the beach gathering sand? Have you guys ever, you guys have been to the beach, most of you I'm sure. If you've been to a beach, shout it out. Shout out what beach you've been to, I'm listening. California, what? Madeira Beach, that's foreign to me. That sounds exotic, that's cool. If you're online, you can comment there, we'll see it. What, what else? Maui, oh nice, that's great. Okay, me and my family, we went to the beach a couple months ago, Gulf Shores. And one of the things I hate about the beach is that no matter how hard you try, you are always bringing sand back with you. I mean, you, there's sand everywhere. There's sand in the umbrella. There's sand in my shoes. There's sand in my armpits. There's sand in my hair. I mean, sand gets everywhere. No matter how much you shower while you're at the beach, like in those little public shower little thingies, it never all comes out. And then even when you travel home, what's in your van? Sand, tons of sand. I was so glad that this year we rented a car and that I could just give it back to the rental people and say, here's a bunch of sand, you know? I don't want it. I'm glad it's not in my car. No matter how hard you try, you're always coming home with sand. I think it's kind of the same when we spend so much time being influenced by other things other than Jesus. We can't, we can't help but bring home some sand. Even if your, your life is built on Christ's foundation, on his rock, you can't help but still find some sand in your pockets when you get home and you throw it in your house. And it's only a matter of time before your house is built on sand. Some of you came here to hear this. Like God woke you up today to hear this. That like a good parent wants to influence you towards a successful life. God wants to influence you. God wants to influence you. And I'm not talking on like a a news channel where you're just shouting to a lot of people. That's not God. God talks to us on an individual, relational, loving level. He wants to guide you in the way to go to have the most fulfilled life. Not because he just wants you to do that, but because he loves you. He wants to see you having a successful life. Maybe you're here to hear that for the first time. Maybe you're here to be reminded of that. Remember the definition of influence? He wants to have an effect on your life. He wants to develop your character. He wants to develop you as a person. The common misconception about God's influence is that he wants to influence, that, this is the misconception, that he wants to influence you by a list of rules. Do this, but most of all, don't do this and don't do this and don't do this. That's the, the world's misconception about God. But God's influence is not based on a demand for obedience. It's based on his love for you. Like a good parent influences their kids towards a fulfilled life, so Jesus wants to influence you for a fulfilled life through his love. You guys ever influence your, your kids, your grandkids, nieces, nephews to do something you want them to do? 
I'm not talking about like it's, it's their birthday and you're trying to convince them to go to your favorite restaurant. Anybody done that? I may have tried to influence that a couple of times. Like, oh yeah, Steak and Shake, the best restaurant. Let's go. Um, have you guys ever influenced kids like that? Well, when you influence them, you teach them out of love to live rightly. It starts by teaching them to share a toy with a friend when they're little. Then you teach them honesty. You teach them how to be humble, how to be selfless, and other attributes that quality people have, like being a Chicago Bears fan, (laughs) you know? And you teach these things through loving relationships. Jesus wants you to experience his presence. He wants to be a part of your life like a good father. And along with his presence comes knowing his love, knowing his forgiveness, knowing his compassion, his right sense of justice for you and the world. And when you know those things, you want his influence. You begin to see his way of living brings the most satisfaction in life. And you're like, I want more of that. And sometimes, yeah, we stray away from it. But then we always come back to this rock foundation that God has for us. To live life his way. Give us the most fulfilled life. The writer of Psalm 119, he understood this. He got it. He said, By your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light in my dark path. I've committed myself and I'll never turn back from living in your righteous order. Everything's falling apart on me, God, but put me together with your word. He goes on and on in that chapter for 176 verses on how much he just loves living life with God. How when he wanders away like a lost sheep, God comes after him. He says, I love your forgiveness. He says, your mercies are in the billions. He says, I love that you show yourself to me, God. We were made to live our daily lives with the presence of God. And as we do so, the sandy influences of the world blow away. And we receive his bedrock foundation to live life to the fullest. Uh, Greg Elliott taught us last week, about God's wisdom for making decisions. It was a really great sermon. It would be at this point where I'd tell you to go listen to the podcast, but I messed up and didn't record it. So that's my fault. So you can't go listen to it. But it was a great, great sermon on how to make decisions. And he said this, God guides our decisions not through a checklist, but through relationship. I thought that was a great word. And for this message, I'd like to alter that a little bit. That God influences us, not by rules and regulations, but through relationship. So whose influence are we going to invite into our lives? The non-relational, money-grabbing, power-hungry, do-what-we-want wisdom of the world, of finite beings? Or do we choose the influence of the creator of the universe? all-wise, all-loving, all-merciful, who wants to guide us as a good father does. It goes back to the question, how are you being influenced by him? And when? When are you being influenced by Jesus? Are we making space for him? Or are we filling every moment of our lives with work, 
friends, social media, Netflix, to the point where we don't even have time to listen to him anymore. You know what's great about Jesus? What's great about Jesus is that if we want something good, he says, just ask. He says, if you want wisdom, just ask for it, and you'll have it. If you, and, and he says, I love to give good gifts to my kids. That's awesome. We just ask. James 1.5 says this, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He won't rebuke you for asking. Just ask. I mean, imagine a kid in your life comes up to you. Maybe a kid that you love comes up to you and says, Hey, will you, will you just teach me something? I respect you so much. Just teach me something. Wouldn't you just be like, Oh, yeah, I will. That'd be great. I'd love to, I'd love to teach you anything. I'll teach you something that I know. We'd be delighted by that. And God shares that same delight when we ask him to be our influence. So let's go to the figurative beach less. Let's stop gathering sand. You can still go to the beach. There's nothing wrong with that. But maybe let's not go there so much. And let's instead start asking God for for rocks to shore up our foundation. In him. Now, there's a hundred different ways that we could do that. But I've just got three for you. So here's my call to action for you guys. There are a hundred ways you can do it. Here's, here's the first one. Read Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. That's a start. Read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. You're going to learn a lot about Jesus' wisdom there. His foundation for you there. So you can start there. Um... You can give God your first 10 and your last 10. Give God your first 10 and your last 10. What I mean by that is your first 10 minutes of your day and your last 10 minutes of the day. Start there. There's an app that I love called Lectio 365. It's called Lectio 365 if you want to download it. And that just helps me start and end my day thinking about the things of God, asking for his wisdom. Um, So Lectio 365, you you can download that. And there's a thousand ways you could spend 10 minutes uh, in the morning and 10 minutes at night with him. You can just pray. You can go for a walk in nature and just invite him to speak to you. You can read your Bible. Um, There's a lot of ways that you can do that. And I find that when we start and end with God's presence, the middle parts of my day start to fill up with him as well. Just my thoughts are already going there. And third, identify your beach. What's the thing that's putting sand in your pockets? Compromising your foundation in Jesus. What is that? What's compromising your foundation in Jesus? Is it an app? Delete it. I deleted three apps this week in, <laughs> so I could practice what I preach. And then I, I've, I found out this week that I've got to fill it with something else. Otherwise, I'll just start scrolling, you know, something else. I'll just go just to Amazon and see what I want to, you know, like it's just, it's, it, you got to replace it with something else. And maybe that's just doing something productive around the house, but also be mindful that like, oh, I'm, I'm yearning to open this app right now. Instead, let me just pray while I do this other thing, you know? Invite God into it. And here's the most important thing you can do. The most important thing you can do to have a rock foundation with Jesus is just to say yes to him. Simply say yes to Jesus. And if you can't point back to a time in your life where you've said yes to Jesus, 
then today is a perfect day to do that. I want to invite the, the band up on stage. And um, if you want to say yes to Jesus, in, in just a second, I'm going to pray a prayer. Uh, and you can just follow along in this prayer where you say yes to his presence, yes to his forgiveness, yes to his foundation and fulfillment in your life. And so I'm going to pray. You don't have to pray these exact words. You can just pray something like it. But if you want to say yes to Jesus, this is what you say. We pray with me. Jesus, today, in the best way that I know how, I say yes to you. I say yes to following your influence. Jesus, I want your presence. I say yes to your presence. I welcome you in my life. Jesus, I know that you love me. And so I'm, I'm sorry for all the wrong things I've done in my life. I say sorry for those, for the things I can remember and can't remember. I'm sorry. And Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. I accept your forgiveness. I say yes to your forgiveness. I know I'm forgiven for those things. And I get a new start with you, on a new foundation with you. So Jesus, I say yes to you. I'm sorry for the way that I haven't built my house on a rock. And I receive your forgiveness. And I say yes to your presence for the rest of my life, Jesus. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, if you prayed that prayer today, I would love to know. If you could let me know after service, or you can fill out a Connect card, or if you're online, you can go to lifemohammed.org and just click the uh, lifemohammed.org slash yes. And that'll just let me know. And if you'll do that favor for me, I would love to do something for you. I'd love just to pray for you by name this week. You're starting this new journey on a new foundation, living in a mo the most fulfilled way, and I'd love to pray for you by name this week. So will you guys stand with us? We're going to worship. We're going to thank God that he is our foundation. Um, let's sing together. At Life Community Church, we want you to experience the powerful, life-changing love of God to learn more, go to lifemohammed.org, lifemohammed.org.